Hello and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, is the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Sosha. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with you, back talking about new metal as we always do and talking about, that's right, another new movie. That's right, it's new movie month. New movie month. And we are talking cinema. I like cinema. Cinema. It's very nice. Hey. Jenny, it's a classy word cinema. And you couldn't be talking about a classier movie <laughs> than Dracula 2000. A movie that, I mean, spoiler alert, new metal is fuck. We're going to get all into this thing. I hope you're ready. But before we dive into week three of new movie month. We have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting? Who is? So there's a lot going on in the world right now. As we record this episode, a lot's going on. You may have heard the news a couple weeks ago. It was a Friday. News rang out everywhere. It was on social media. It was on Facebook. And we're going to talk about it here in the show. Corey Taylor put out his solo record, CMFT. Oh, yeah, he did. So I texted you, Matt. I said, did you listen to CMFT? And you said, no. So then I texted you, Jenny. I said, did you listen to CMFT? And you said, absolutely not. So I listened to CMFT. And so I have to, I have to deliver some sad news. Sad news. <laughs> and that news is that, guys, I liked it. Hey. Oh boy. It's Pandemic has done things to each and every one of us. <sighs> Pandemic make me dummy. <laughs> but, <laughs> all I can say <laughs> is that on my first and oh, so far only listen, CMFT is a party. It's a party record. He's having a really good time. The title track is the only song that sounds like that. The rest of the album much closer to bar band hangout hayloft liquor stand where's my buddies it's a good vibe record it's a good time album that's what he was going for are we butt strutting at first it felt like a full crack dive which i think is what i said to you jenny i said like i'm just deep in the crevasse of the crack Mm -hmm. but then a light shines and then it's like a party and it doesn't even feel like butt rock anymore. It just feels like rock and roll. I feel like rock and roll music. Mm, boy. So I, I just got to say, I went in. I went in a skeptic. I went in thinking I wasn't going to listen to the whole thing. I listened to the whole party rocking thing. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I just needed to let everybody know. As much as everyone was bracing themselves for a catastrophe, I, I kind of think he pulled it off. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this much. I thought it was better than anything I've ever heard by Stone Soured easily whoa bold words i know i know i'm probably gonna light them up with that one but yeah so that's my that's my cm you're the king of the hot takes Lord. i got i got them i gotta bring them out jenny also as today as we record this it's the 20th anniversary of hybrid theory happy anniversary yeah happy annie 20th anniversary of hybrid theory 20 years 
they put out a special i think it's like a four disc or five disc special edition it's like 11 lps it's a lot it's more lincoln park than probably is recommended but if you're an lp head you got to be in heaven with this it's covering it all i gave it a quick skim today and what i initially thought was i was just going to listen to just a couple choice tracks from hybrid theory i ended up listening to the whole thing it's it's just it, you dived back in. I dived back in. I was just like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll just listen to, uh, okay, I'll listen to With You, and then I'll be done. No, no, Points of Authority. I'll listen to Points of Authority. Oh, Crawling? Ooh, I do like Crawling. Next thing I know, I'm on Forgotten. Next thing you know, this album's over. Then I'm into the bonus stuff. Then I'm into the remix disc. Then I'm into the stuff from the Hybrid Theory EP. I was just like, wow. An embarrassment of LP riches. So, so it is, if you're interested... Tell and you know I'm I'm a vinyl head. Oh, now, Matt, that's you are. You're half vinyl deep. now. Half man, half vinyl. Yeah, that's correct. We can put you Just on a turntable. That's correct. Just make sure that you you balance it. <laughs> the Hybrid Theory Super Deluxe 20th Anniversary Edition is four LPs, five CDs, and three DVDs plus bonus albums. The limited edition Super Deluxe box set includes unreleased and hard-to-find materials on five CDs, four LPs, and three DVDs, plus an 80-page book, oversized poster, three lithographs, replica tour laminate, two-track street team cassette sampler. We know we love a street team. Love a street team. Of course. How much is this? And, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, and a download card. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> What's your guess? What's your guess? Uh, and it's hardbound. It's like in a hardbound mm. bookie thing. All right, Je- six hundred bucks. All right, are we doing prices right rules? Too high. That's too All high. All right. Oh, I already fucking lost. Already lost. All right, Jenny. I hate this game. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say <laughs> if Jenny said six hundred, it is too high. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two ninety nine. Okay, well, they came in way under. Then this is one ninety. That seems cheap for all that, that stuff. That seems like a steal. They didn't pay me to say this. <laughs> oh no! Did we accidentally turn into an ad again? You get. You're telling me. You're telling me. <laughs> you're telling me. I'm being sincere. I'm Four being sincere. LPs. Four LPs. Four LPs. Five, five, five CDs. CDs an oversized DVDs. poster. Oh, three DVDs. An oversized poster. Two lithographs. Three lithographs and an eighty-page book. That's a steal. A steal. A hundred and a two-track street team cassette sampler, uh, so I could go out in the streets to be and a, for Lincoln a Park. A replica tour pass, so you can have a fake tour in your house and be like, "Sorry, make your kids be the like security guards. It'll only let you through." <laughs> J- Jenny, now more than ever, <laughs> that's what people have to do. It's true, you know. You have to make your own backstage. Just think right now, Craig Gass is probably making his kids do it. Like, hey, pretend I can't oh. go backstage with these three. <laughs> Let me tell you this chairs. story. Oh, God, why? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, truly a steal. Truly a steal at 190. Incredible. Wow. Well, there you go. Also, what makes a poster oversized? Is it that you unfold it and go, this is too big? Is that how you know? It's too big for all your frames. No matter which frame you try to put it in, it's just a little too big. Yeah, it's definitely not eight by ten, but I would, 
I'm looking at this poster in reference to everything else here. I'm thinking this is about a 36 by 42 inch poster. Who, so, is it of the album cover or is it of the band? That's a great question Thank because you. upon first look, it is damn near undecipherable. Okay. And then you realize that it's Chester. It's a from below photo of Chester of his forearms to the microphone with him singing into it like he does. So you get, it's a lot of forearm, the hands folded over from, so it's coming up on forearm, two hands with microphone sticking out of the top of the poster. It is not a great poster. But it is oversized. It's oversized. It's too Guaranteed big. oversized. Yes, it is too big. Some may say. Is this a situation? Some might say just right. Is this a situation where they said, we need it to be oversized for the fans? They deserve it? Or is this that they got them and they're going through everything? And then Mr. Han's like, you guys, I think this poster's oversized. And they were like, a little oversized. I think it's too big. And then Shinoda's like, I think think we just got to keep it. And then Phoenix was like, I agree. And I forget the drummer's name, but he probably weighed in too. But in- he just went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, open, open and closed hi hat. He just carries hi yeah. hat with him at all times. Yeah. Uh, well, either way, oversized, regular size, too small. You get in this poster. You get in all this for a uh, hundred ninety dollars a steal. Once again, this is not a paid ad. This was just a normal conversation that grew in the telling. Hybrid Theory 20th anniversary. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Jenny, it's time to talk about who's emailing. Who's emailing? Who is? I'll tell you. Dan Sycamore is emailing. He said and says the subject, great show. Oh. Really ups the odds that we open that email. <laughs> you start out with something like that. Come out Hi. the gate with great show. And- <laughs> yeah. Let us know that we're not opening something dangerous. Uh, Hi, recently discovered your podcast and have been discovering new bands because of it. Listens to episodes of Earshot, Nonpoint, Blood Youth, and the Spawn soundtrack. Had never heard of any of those bands and really digging the Nonpoint and Blood Youth albums you covered. Looking (laughs) Looking forward to getting into your back catalog. Keep it rolling, baby. Thanks. Keep it rolling, baby. Dan. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Much appreciated. Uh, Ryan Rizzo sent us an email. Subject, more new metal for yo face. Face. Also, a good way to get us to open an email. He says, hey, guys, I'm back to feed you some more new metal. Okay. Check out Grade 8 and their song, Let Em Know. Never Set and their song, Scars. And From Ashes to New and their song, Panic. Also, give Stone Sour's first album a crack. It's pretty new, as is Devil Driver's first album as well. Get back onto Corn, Limp Biscuit, Mushroomhead, and Slipknot. They all have some awesome albums that yous need to hear. Thanks for your time, and thanks for the pod. It's the fucking tits. Keep it rolling, baby. Keep it rolling, baby. Thank you, Ryan. So we definitely will check out one of those songs. Stone Sour's first album, I mean... I feel like that comes up every episode now, right? You guys? It's coming up a lot. Mm-hmm. It's coming up a lot. I don't, we're going to have to take a look at it. Grade eight is a band we've been hearing about since 
kind of like episode 15 on. It it gets a mention like every other month. It does. We do hear about grade eight a lot. So we probably need to bump that up. Never set. I don't think I've ever heard of them. That one doesn't ring any bells. Devil Driver's first album. That's a controversial one. I feel like that one every now and again somebody says, how about Devil Driver? And then like eight people in the comments are like, don't you dare. No. Not new metal. Dez was done with new metal when he got the Devil Driver. That's how I read those comments. I'm just going to be real. Corn, Limp Bizkit, Mushroom, Head, Slipknot. Don't worry. <laughs> okay? We will. We'll get there. We're going we're gonna to get to those boys again. Don't. I do have the grade eight queued up. You want to finally hear some? Well, I think I think we're going to do that one pretty soon. I think it's I think the push has been real, right? But I've never heard anything by never sat. Here we go. I realize it's only one channel. I don't know. stuff well that was something else <laughs> jenny what'd you think it never said i mean i'd have to hear more to make a true decision but it definitely get did give me some disturbed vibes definitely gave me some disturbed vibes for sure all right well thank you so much ryan for the email jenny we got an email from rick piven we sure did. Now this subject line. <laughs> wow. Maybe we're maybe we're opening it with a little bit more tentatively. The subject is there is one good Creed song. Uh, hey Lauren, Jenny, and Matt. While listening to your Scorpion King episode, I was forced to write in about Creed. Now I know they're straight up dumpster fire and should never be allowed to write music, but. The opening track on the Scream 3 soundtrack, Creed has written a new metal song titles. What if it absolutely slaps? I'd implore Matt to play that track so you guys can hear the only listenable song that Creed has ever written. Also, I know it's probably too late since Halloween is during new movie month, but you should do Scream 3 that week. You probably already have something lined up, but hear me out. Stray new metal soundtrack. It's the worst movie in the series because it is self-aware Hell, even Jay and Silent Bob make a cameo. Well, I'll stop rambling. You guys keep rolling. Roach Rider for life. Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky. Scream 3 is fun. Scream 3 is all right. I, I, the last time I watched it, I watched it in a marathon with Scream 1 and 2. And it, it was easily the worst of them. And then I would say even Scream 4 is actually kind of underrated. I would say... Scream 3 is probably the worst of the screams. Where do you stand on the scream rating, Jenny? I would agree with your ranking, but I still thought Scream 3 was fun. Okay. I just think I was coming off coming off of 2. I just was like, 3, what are you doing? You're blowing it. You're too convoluted. In any event, this... It is a pretty new metal soundtrack. It is. And then this song, What If by Creed. What If. Dare I? I think we've been dared. What if by Creed?
Is this the uh, theme to Wizards and Warriors? Oh, okay. oh, that's some. song too wait to the chorus oh yeah somewhere a girl (laughs) named patty opened a coors oh man i mean is it possible to to be doing a podcast and suddenly find yourself at a backyard barbecue like that because that's what happens when that chorus hit. I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I'm standing. I will yeah. say, of any Creed song I've heard, yeah. I do like that one the best. Mm. That that When that chorus came in, I was like, yeah, this isn't the worst chorus I've ever heard. Certainly better than the song in the Scorpion King soundtrack. Hey. Low bar. <laughs> you know, we might return to it when we do more Low soundtracks. Bar. So we might, we might. Well, thank you so much for emailing everybody. Keep on sending those emails, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And finally, we got a little bit of feedback on our episode on Static X Start a War. We sure did. Gareth Davies says, When I hear you guys talk boy band harmonies and new metal looks, I go straight to Twin Method and their new metal Power Ranger thing. There's Blue Mohawk Guy, Purple Dread Guy. Orange Goat Patch Guy, Lobster Red Faux Lock Guy, Green Liberty Spike slash Braided Goatee Guy, and then the one guy who just really isn't bought into it. Musically, they're heavier Lincoln Park, but they sacked Shinoda, hired Corey, and then brought in the immaculate three-part vocal harmonies without getting chainsy. I've listened to thousands of new metal underdogs, but these guys are the pick of the litter. Check it. Oh, and he sent a link, which I foolishly did not send over to you, Matt. It's yep. twin method lost signal. Okay, perfect. Yep, found it. Here's twin method with lost signal. I'm turning it down, but if we're going to do it, 
can't spoil that juice. You can't, you, can't, you can't spoil the juice, Matt. Something that we've all been saying our whole lives, never truer than this moment. Wow. Don't spoil the juice. Don't spoil the juice. Jenny, thoughts without spoiling the juice? I liked it. There we go. All right. Twin method. I'm putting you on the long list. I'm putting you on the long list. I'm not to tell you. Hey, that's a place of privilege. It's a place to be. I'm putting you on the long list, and there's nothing you can do about it. We also got a comment from Josiah Russell, who's weighing in on our talk about the big four of new metal, who said, for a big four, I think they need to have made both impact and had consistency. Example of this rule would say Linkin Park have achieved impact, but they lack consistency, only having two new albums in their discography. The Big Four also can't be swayed by personal taste or opinion. I've always thought Sepultura should have been in the Big Four of Thrash over Anthrax, but that's just because of my personal taste. and ultimately doesn't count. Shrug emoji. My Big Four of New Metal would be Corn, Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, Soulfly. Deftones and System of Down need to be runners-up to the list. Interesting take. Then Jenny Jeffrey Thomas rolled in with a real hot one. He sure did. He said, regarding the big four of new metal, new metal always put something extra where there wasn't before. Six string guitars? No, we need seven. Four string bass? No, five strings. Regular amount of band members? No, at a DJ or a rapper or the guy who hits a keg with a bat. Hits a keg with a bat. <laughs> Therefore, the new metal big four should have five members. It needs an extra. It's the new metal way. Corn, Limp Biscuit, Deftones, Linkin Park. In my opinion, the last slot needs to be between Slipknot and System of a Down. Both huge in record sales and in worldwide popularity. I'd be happy with either personally. I'd choose Slipknot, though. I get that. I get that. That's a, Let me tell you. Go to the Road Riders and Indigo Angels for the perfect hot take justification. That in new metal, there's no big four. There's always going to be an extra, a big five. I love it. Mm. I love these people. I love you guys. Ah, so with that in mind, Jenny, who's your big five? My big five. Oh boy, I don't remember what I said when we were talking about the big four. <laughs> what a dilemma. <laughs> I guess I'll say corn, limp biscuit, Deftones, system of a down. Soulfly, and I'm disregarding the rule about it not being your personal taste <laughs> completely <laughs> and flagrantly. Uh, all right, great, Matt. Your big five: Corn, Limp Biscuit. I think you, you you have to have those two. Gotta. I'm going Slipknot. I love that System of a Down is in the, in the conversation. Oh, boy. Am I going to say Linkin Park out loud? I think you just did. I think I just did. All right. So your your top, your your big five is Corn, Limp Bizkit, Slipknot, Slipknot, System, Linkin Park. All right. My big five, Corn, Limp Bizkit, Deftones, Slipknot, Linkin Park. Hmm. Wowie. Fucking south. I might have said something different, but I just listened to Hybrid Theory 20th anniversary today. <laughs> Twi- at night. Number 189, an oversized the poster. The poster is too 
big to ignore. It's too big, and they're in the big five. What else can I say? What else I can say? Listen, listen to For You after the show is over and agree with me. Okay? There you go. Oh, is it with you? Yes or yes. <laughs> yes or yes. It's with you. Uh, either way. Thank you, everybody, for writing in. Thank you for continuing the conversation on the Big Five. Now the Big Five of New Metal. Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And you know what? We get messages in the DMs all the time, and a lot of them start with, hate to bother you. Sorry to bug you. Our socials are to be bugged about New Metal. That is, if No one has ever sent me anything like, hate to bother you, but... What do you think of sofas? No one's ever sent that. Like, it's always new metal related. So, yes, send it to us. You are never bothering us. Ever, ever, ever. End of spiel. And now it is time for the album of the week. New movie month continues with the soundtrack to Wes Craven Presents Dracula 2000. Mm. Jenny, we'll start when did this movie come out this movie was released on december 22nd 2000 okay and when did the soundtrack come out the soundtrack was released december 12th 2000 thick of it that's a definite thick of it release you got a you got a a couple weeks of december to acclimate yourself to these tunes before you dipped in i gotta say Putting out a movie like Dracula 2000 in the thick of Christmas time. A plus. You nailed it. <laughs> Striking when the iron is hot. Jenny, we'll start with you. History with Dracula 2000. I knew that it was a movie. I hadn't seen it before. That was really it. How about you? Uh, yeah, a movie I knew existed, had never seen. I don't even think I had seen a trailer so everything was brand new going into this thing. I, I, I had no idea what to expect. I wasn't sure if it was going to be very tacky, if it was going to be a slog, whatever it's going to be. I went in just like, what do you got for me? It's brand new experience all around. And we'll get into that. Matt, History of Dracula 2000. Kind of the same deal. Um, Dracula, I don't normally see horror movies in the theater. So by the time this came out, I wasn't in the horror movie mood. It also came out around Christmas time, Matt. So that's also another reason that you may not have been in the horror movie mood. Yeah, I was. Maybe I was just trying to get in the Christmas spirit. Yeah, and maybe a story about a sexy Dracula wasn't what I was looking for. Um, aren't there usually horror movies released around Christmas? I feel like that's not normally when. I, I mean, it feels Black like, Christmas. I saw that on Christmas well, itself. Jack Frost. You, you guys are naming horror. Krampus. Movies. You guys are naming horror movies based around Christmas. This movie is not based around Christmas. This movie is based <laughs> around is, the Virgin Megastore. All right, that is this movie. That's is based, true. This movie is based around Mardi Gras. Am I saying that right? <laughs> you are now. <laughs> oh boy, Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras. I don't think I. I think I missed the R the first time. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Take it or leave it. I like, yeah. I like it's your that show. You gave it a flourish. Ah, uh, Mardi Gras. Uh, either way, this <laughs> is, have some beads. It's Mardi Gras. It's Mardi Gras, baby. Let me tell you, everybody. This movie not set around Christmas. It is 
all about the fact that in the year 2000, Dracula, or as he's called in this movie, Jenny, how is Dra- Dracula. 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 He's back. It's in the year 2000. All bets off. And all pants. <laughs> all off. pants. All braziers. All braziers. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Let me tell you, Jenny, you would you'd, uh, introduce this uh, new thing uh, called Titty Watch. And on the show very proud of myself and let me tell you dracula 2000 this is uh how long is this movie an hour 40 it's an hour 40 titty watch oh i'm it's... sorry it's 99 minutes no is that an hour 40 maybe yeah that's an hour 39 oh <sighs> okay well there we wow. go we all, we're really doing i wasn't ready here. i put my calculator away <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna have to do any math. Uh, well, yeah. So we're gonna get all all into this record. So we know our history with it, and uh, it is indeed a compilation of a bunch of bands. We got some unreleased tracks here. We got some tracks that you may be familiar with, and I'll be happy to say quite a few of these songs in the movie. Yeah. So far, this is the most prominently featured new metal in any of the films that we have watched absolutely they really just dropped it in everywhere so a little bit about the movie directed by patrick lussier who i wasn't familiar with initially and then i came to find that he is actually the director of a bunch of movies i've seen he did my bloody valentine 3d and he did drive angry he also co-wrote terminator genesis which is um one of the worst terminator movies so there you go the cast of this movie a who's who and also a who's who <laughs> yeah uh who, uh, who? Uh, oh who? oh that guy yeah jenny why don't you give us uh, a quick summary of what dracula 2000 is all about so christopher Plummer is this guy who's 100 percent not Van Helsing, but just happens to know a lot about him. But he's definitely not Van Helsing. Wink. <laughs> and he runs this antique store called Carfax, <laughs> which <laughs> later becomes the website that you can buy and sell or trade your car. But he's got a whole bunch of like antiques going on. And the dude from Hackers helps him with stuff. And then he gets betrayed by this other woman who's working with him who like has like a, a band of like a motley crew of thieves. They break into his vault using like incredible technology. I don't know how they did it. They go in there and they're like, man, like there's no money in here. This fucking sucks. What is all this crap? And it's all like vampire things. They steal a booby trapped coffin try to they they fly it uh to new orleans havoc is wreaked and then that storyline just completely gets crumbled up and tossed away basically like all of that stuff and then you're at a virgin megastore in (laughs) new orleans for the rest of the movie there's a little bit of like a little dash of catholicism thrown in there there's a ton of beautiful women vitamin c shows up you see her full boobs. You see a lot of boobs. There's a lot of fights. <laughs> boobs, fights. Uh, Gerard Butler <laughs> plays a very campy Dracula. And then 
um, we find out who Dracula actually is at the end. And I am all for giving the story some fresh, like a fresh twist, but the end of this film put me over the edge. <laughs> and we'll get to that. We'll get but... to that. No need to spoil what truly, I, I, I think I sent you a text like, wait, Dracula's who? I couldn't, I watched this a little bit. I started it probably an hour before Lauren did. And I could not wait for you to find out who Dracula was. I didn't think that it was going to be a situation where Dracula was anybody but Dracula. And, uh, Me neither. And, but, but what I realized about 20 minutes into this movie, maybe even sooner, because I was like, oh, it's a dimension film. It came out in the year 2000. And it won't let you forget it. This is them trying to do to Dracula what they did to slasher movies. They tried to scream up Dracula. So it's shot to look like Scream. Uh, what the? I guess the main female character in the movie, although this movie really has no main character. Anytime you think it's about to focus on somebody, they're like, nah, here's somebody else. <laughs> wait. Wait. Yeah, Matt. I, I read the cast list. Who would you get to? Who would you get to, Matt? <laughs> Gerard Butler. Yeah. Yeah. He's Dracula. He's Dracula. Oh, oh yeah. There's something else. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it tells you. Oh, it tells you who he plays. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Matt. Matt, Matt already got. We're going to get there, Matt. Don't worry, Matt. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. I guess I didn't see that it tells you right there. If you're just trying to get a feel for this movie, don't don't go to Wikipedia. Mm-mm. It's free on YouTube. Wait, Dracula 2000? It is? is? Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Whoa. We paid for it. Lauren we, and I rented we it. We rented it. Well, we it paid four bucks. It is so low quality. Oh. And, and it has subtitles uh, from another country. I forget. <laughs> Oh, oh, learn and watch. There you go. All right. Well, we, we're going to get into this. Yeah. So this movie was a trip. It has a million characters. It decapitates many of them. It has a lot of sexy ladies. It's got a lot of blood. Although le- there is a lot of blood, but not too much blood. You always think there's going to be a ton of blood, but not a ton. I would say that the blood to Virgin Megastore ratio still tilts very heavy to the Virgin Megastore. Yes. If you have always yes. wanted to see a Dracula movie but said, I need it set in a very specific time and place, and that time and place is the Virgin Megastore in the year 2000, Dracula 2000 is for you. I mean, we get almost like a full tour of the entire area of a Virgin Megastore, the main aisles, um, the beautiful listening stations. Really great. Also, I want to say it. When I worked retail, I think we've all worked retail at some point in our lives. Am I, am I out of line that, or is that correct? I have. No, that's right. We've all worked retail, and we all know, like, scheduling in retail is, is really just hell. You know, you hope you get a weekend off. You hope you get a night free, but you never know. And in this movie, somebody gets, like, a headache and is like, I gotta go. And they're like, sure. I was like... they. They really seem to be coming and going as they please at this Virgin Megastore. I was just like, I would love to work at the Virgin Megastore if things were that low-key and chill. It seemed very... And also, let's just talk about the clientele at a Virgin Megastore. As far as I can tell, based on Dracula 2000, Jenny, who shops at the Virgin Megastore? All hotties. All hotties. 
Not a single naughty. Zero naughty. Zero naughties. Nope. Nope. Nothing but hotties. At one point, Dragula, Gerard Butler rolls in, looking like, I mean, like the Matrix, sort of, would you say, Jenny? There 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 are so many Matrix tip of the hats. Now, I've not finished the movie, I'm being honest, but I got to the beginning, and there's so much Matrix already. Wall-to-wall Matrix in this. A lot of trench coats. A lot of trench coats. A lot of trench coats. He walks into this Virgin Megastore. He starts making eye contact with every hottie in the place. Jenny, no disagreement here. They vibe him. Oh, definitely a vibe. But, you know, I think it's like a magic vampire vibe. True. It's true. He's got a way about him. He has an aura. We'll get all into that. Because by setting the movie in a Virgin Megastore, that also means that you have no excuse to not be playing the hottest hits of 2000 all new metal all the time so i think i think it's time i think it's time to dive in let's get into it the first track on the dracula 2000 soundtrack ultra mega by power man 5000 certainly is the year 2000 i can't think of a better song to define the year 2000 than ultra magra by power man 5000 jenny we'll start with you first of all is this a great song second of all how does it tie in to being dracula in the year 2000 is it a great song i don't know if it's a great song it's a good song i think it's a hot open i think it it fits very much with the movie how is it a, a Dracula song? I mean, he is ultra. He's mega. He's supersonic, you know? I would say the powers of Dracula in this movie. Whatever he needs at the time. Whatever he needs at the time. If he needs to travel through space and time. If he needs to fly. If he needs to turn into a wolf and a bat. It's whatever he wants to do. There are no rules for Dragula, as far as I can tell. That's true. They say the only rule is that he cannot be killed. And then, spoiler alert, I think they break that rule, too. They do. They do. So, yeah, this this movie also does not follow the stake in the heart rule. Because people are stabbed in the heart, staked, shot with silver. And the only thing that works is a brutal decapitation. 
That's right. Sometimes so with garden shears. They're all Highlanders mm. now. Uh, I mean, that seems to be the move, Matt. It seems to be the move. Just a lot of... And it, it's funny is every time somebody realizes they've got to cut somebody's head off, they're like, well, yeah, okay, I guess that's what I'll do. Easy peasy mac and cheesy. I got to say, I don't think it's that easy to cut a head off. I don't, I don't think so I don't at think all. So either. There's a lot of tendons in here. There's a lot of muscle, muscle bone. I just feel like unless they just got flim, maybe, maybe that's the trick. Vampires just got flimsy ass necks. You only got them flimsy ass necks. Oh man. Maybe Could you live be. forever, but that neck is flimsy as shit. <sighs> hmm. Uh, this song is definitely hot open. Matt thoughts on ultra mega. Love it, man. The song rules. There it is. There it is. All right. And this, I believe, and I think I'm going to be saying this a lot. Does this song play under a scene where Dragula has sex with somebody? Yes? No? Almost certainly. Okay. Probably. I think that's for, I think every song in this movie plays under a scene where he has sex with somebody or somebody dreams about having sex with him. Or is it a dream? Mm. Or is mm. it a dream? The world may never know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't, we don't know. know. We don't know. All right. Up next, we've got a welcome burden by Disturbed. Shout! era disturbed key lyrics in this song and there are many heavy you want it heavy welcome to my world feel the weight of it grinding down jenny did Mm. you get the sickness with this song of course (laughs) how could i not and i of course stand firm on thinking that that song was very not good. Wow. You're, wow. You're so wrong. You're so wrong, Matt. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you you're entitled to your own opinion. You're just wrong on this one. This song? Ugh. <laughs> uh, for one, I wrote in my notes. I wrote, this is that Dracula music. This is that Dracula music. I love it. I mean, eternal life. A welcome burden. Yeah. I. I the truth is sickening. 
I mean, this is our man, our boy Draymond was on one with these lyrics. Oh, how about this lyric? I kind of like it ugly. There he is. There mm. he is. Oh, we forgot to get to. Oh, man. You got to go to 245 Do for I? some great new metal math, baby. 245. Here we go. It's just him counting one, two. Yes, but he goes, one, two, three, four. He doesn't do it a normal way. He does it a weird way. It's a count. That's new metal math, baby. Counting so, is part of math. So Matt, you right now. I know that you don't like it when Jenny and I get really infected with the sickness, but you guys this song, are lousy with the sickness right this, now. This song came on track two. I hadn't watched the movie when I heard this song, but I really was like, oh, this movie's going to be great. This, this song's oh, on the boy. soundtrack? It's going to be tremendous. There were uh, some comments on songmeanings.com. Jenny, did you have any li- that you liked? Mostly just the talk about if this is on a soundtrack or not. <laughs> there is no consensus on this. Even though it's a pretty easily Googleable thing, There, there is no consensus on this and a lot of back and forth. I had a comment I liked. It's from Undisturbed, who said... Oh, no, not another song related to the Mother Society. I hate David's songs where he's talking all about this crap. Come on, we all love our mothers. Not all of us, bro. <laughs> oh. oh. Draymond's got some mommy issues. And I thought maybe some other people would roll in to talk about it, but everyone else was like, what soundtrack is this on? And I was like, what a mess. <laughs> what a mess. Yeah, so coming off of this, I said, well, Dracula 2000 it's gonna be the best thing I've ever seen can't wait um this song I'm fairly certain is played while Dracula has sex with I don't know two people at the same time probably Probably. floating floating sure definitely anything else to say about this song Jenny nope I think we're ready to go to the next one let's do it all right up next we've got Bloodline by Slayer Is this our first Slayer on the podcast? 
No, oh. Jenny, we did a whole album. <laughs> Oh yeah, we did. Oh, hey, hey. look! If you're wondering, do I remember anything we've done? The answer is no, and I'm sorry because I bet a bunch of you were like, "You did a whole album." I uh, don't remember, except for that whole album. I think this is the first one. <laughs> is this we've the done. first one we've done, uh, other than that whole album? I remember now. So this song <laughs> is definitely about vampires. A hundred percent. This thing. Yes. Wow. Bloodline. I mean, they I don't know if this song was made for the movie. I mean, they nailed it. This is all about vampires. And I thought it was pretty good. I really like this one a lot. They really, you know, doubled down on the vampire imagery, blood fests, talking about night hides, the hunting packs, a feeding frenzy, I'll kill you in your dreams tonight, begin new life, bleed your death upon me, let your bloodline feed my youth. Could also be talking about werewolves. Could also work. You know, you got a werewolf movie? Bloodline works for that too. Just putting it out there. I I wrote the Slayer Tear It Up on this one. Jenny... Uh, thoughts on this, the first Slayer song you've ever heard? <laughs> well, yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't I don't actually think I like this song very much. This is kind of a, a little bit of a trudge for me if I'm thinking of Slayer, which obviously I remember every Slayer song I've ever heard except for that whole album we did. I don't know. I, I guess I was a little disappointed by this when I saw Slayer on the soundtrack. I was like, oh, okay, sweet. But in context of the movie... It fits super well. It makes a ton of sense and it fits the vibe of the whole movie. So like where, what it is like on the soundtrack, I think it works, but you know, for me personally, it doesn't really work. And it also doesn't matter because I'm not going to remember this. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to remember any of this, Jenny. Oh, no, no, no. No, you remember a thing. Matt, thoughts on Bloodline? I liked it. I mean, it's (laughs) Slayer is not normally my thing. But they doing the damn thing. There you go. And so what I mean, a video. Uh, what a video. This has a video? Oh, I didn't even know this had a video. I didn't oh. watch the video. Oh, it's them. And they're rocking out. And there's chains covered in blood. And they're getting covered in blood. But then they're in business suits. No, it's it's a performance video. But yeah, it's pretty interesting. <sighs> I'm pissed at myself for not watching this video. I got after honestly after watching Dracula 2000 and seeing Dracula have sex on the ceiling with vitamin C. I mean, I had to go to bed. I was like, nothing's stopping that. That's the end of my day. Especially after I found out who Dracula is. We'll get there. <laughs> but songmeanings.com. A couple comments I enjoyed. I think I'll just do one, and that is from Doom RP. Who said, okay, let's get this straight. Slayer has very intelligent lyrics, but the meanings of their songs aren't deep. It's about vampirism, nothing more. I'm not putting Slayer down. I'm just saying their songs are easy to figure out. Vampires, okay? That's it. The intensity of the discussions about whether or not the song is about vampires took Doom RRP to the edge. Couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't take it anymore. Jenny... Dracula has sex to the song, right? Almost certainly. Okay. All right. Just double checking. Okay. Let's keep it going. Matt, I think we're about to turn things around for you, buddy. 
All right. Up next, we've got the Metro by System of a Down. certainly took the piss out of that song so yes. i'm i'm not familiar with the original of this one. Ooh, it's a synth pop classic my friend oh okay can we get a little taste of that of course this is berlin with metro and i'm, I'm you've definitely heard it i think okay all right it's been in things that's for sure okay Nineteen eighty-two, I want to say. You're ever at the Magic Stick from the Big American Party? This was played. Oh yeah. I'm going to be honest with you guys. It just sounds like the system of a down song. <laughs> I don't I don't recognize that one. I don't I don't I don't know that one. Uh somehow missed that one. Um in my travels. Uh pretty good though. I like that synth line. Very cool. You're right. They do sort of take the piss out of this. I liked it. I thought this was pretty good. Also a system of a down song I hadn't heard before. So a nice surprise. Yeah. I enjoyed this one. I thought it was good. I wasn't... I feel like the only connection to the world of Dracula 2000 is that the movie initially starts in London. So maybe that's like the tie-in lyrically. But otherwise, I mean, there isn't really any... I mean, the only time Dracula rides anything is he's briefly in a plane. He rides, he rides a lot of pussy. a lot of women. Oh, you're right. I stand corrected. You're right. He's don't serve it up like that, Lauren. Oh, you're <laughs> don't right. You dare. Uh, well, he's riding. They're riding. Everybody's going for a ride in this movie. All right. But I like this. I thought this was a good song, Jenny. Nothing more new metal than a cover. That's right. 
Matt, were you familiar with this cover? No, I I, I was not. Okay. I, I don't know if it was on a single or if it was just on the soundtrack. Kind of kind of hard to pin that one down. It's that Dracula 2000 exclusive, baby. You want to get it, you got to pick up a copy at Virgin Megastore. Looks like it was on the Lonely Day EP, which I don't think I've ever heard. There you go. So either you, you hunt down Lonely Day, you get yourself a copy, which I do have a physical copy of the Dracula 2000 soundtrack here. Picked it up from Half Price Books for a suite, $6.84. That's a pretty good deal. Indeed. Inside the liner notes, we have pictures of some of the hot ladies. We've got... I noticed that vampires love to touch your face and touch your neck and really taunt the shit out of you before they take a single bite. And I'm always like, how hungry are these guys, really? So I was like, you know, vampires need blood to survive. I got to tell you, if I am hungry and I get home and I make myself, say, some chicken and Brussels sprouts and sweet potato, I am not going to knock them around for a while until I finally take a bite. We're just going to take a bite. But freaking vampires, man. They're just like, let me massage Johnny Miller's face. Johnny Lee Miller, you know, let me, let me, let me push him around for a little bit. You know, I just don't get it. They set themselves up every time to get their heads cut off. Every time. Just bite them. Well, I think the the main difference is that it seemed like all of those vampires who were easily beheaded were new vampires. So they weren't like very good vampires. They weren't worldly vampires. No, like probably a lot of people get turned into a vampire and then immediately die because they're still dumbasses, you know? Good point. And then someone like Dracula. Right. You know, it's just like really good at being a vampire. Yeah, he knows what's up. Well, on top of that, like anybody he talks to is immediately like, oh, shit, I'm vibing with this guy. I mean, at one point, vitamin C, singer vitamin C, you know her from her graduation Graduation song. song. She's in the movie, and she works at the Virgin Megastore, as every character, I think. I think at one point, Dracula can, does fill out an application. I'm pretty sure he does submit availability, but then the movie continues on, and he doesn't, doesn't work a shift. But there's a possibility that he, he's, he's on his way to a lanyard. Vitamin C does work at the Virgin Megastore, and at one point, she's stocking the CDs, and she is stocking her own album gotta keep it on the shelf if it's gonna go off the shelf that's how you do it i was i couldn't believe it i said wow she's literally stocking the vitamin c album incredible work she ends up she's working dragula rolls in he's vibing with every single hottie in the place runs into her and he's like hey where's your roommate because that's who i'm really into and she's like "Mm, she's around but how about me and Dragula's like, okay, sure. But we're going to do it on the ceiling. And do it on the ceiling they do. Jenny, had you ever seen that in a movie before? I mean, other than Queen of the Damned? Who's forgetting stuff now? Oh, mm-hmm. that's on me. 
I don't think they actually have sex on the ceiling in Queen of the Damned, though. He just, like, climbs up there. They might make out on the ceiling. I feel like, yeah, I feel like there's definitely something. But, yeah, in this movie, Dragula, Dragula, I'm sorry, it has sex with vitamin C on the ceiling. And, I mean, it's it's an acrobatic move. I mean, they're all around. And I got to say, Dred Butler, lately, has been kind of um, kind of just enjoying being an older gentleman in movies, you know? enjoying meals enjoying a drink or two but this movie this dude is jacked he is cut cut listen they keep trying to put shirts on dragula and he's like "Mm -mm, sorry they fly off of him i gotta get rid of these things he's Mm. like the rock in the scorpion king you can't keep a shirt on this guy you can't um so he he really does a lot of acting with his facial expressions if you have ever <laughs> doubted gerard butler's ability to act and emote get thee to dracula 2000 the man's all face i think he's like 90 percent face 10 percent abs in this movie it's incredible songmeanings.com has one comment worth mentioning it's from commenter brecobites and i'm not gonna read the whole thing but i'll just let you know what you're in for and matt you're gonna know you're going to know pretty quick. The Metro, a famous Paris subway system, which is part of a bigger collection of train subsystems called the U-Rail, which spans over seven European countries and into others last I knew. This makes the possibility of, I was on a Paris train, I emerged in London rain, rather literal, where the Metro refers not to just one train, but that whole system of trains. So this is a story within a story. Oh, no. Fuck you. Please stop. Please stop. And it indeed goes on for, what is this? Four more paragraphs. 12 12 paragraphs, Jenny? Is this 12 paragraphs? I closed songmeanings.com. Okay. The moment I saw that, I was like, no, no. Indeed, an entire breakdown, line by line, a journey, a story. If you find yourself in needing to read something... You want to kill some time, an hour or so? Head on over. Read this novel. All right. (laughs) Up next, (laughs) we've got Heads Explode by Monster Magnet. It's played at the Virgin Megastore. Uh, <laughs> it's the best part of the movie. It's the best it's, part of the movie. It's up there. Mitch was like, whoa, Monster Magnet. Is that new metal? 
I said, I don't, I don't think so. Not really. It's not new metal, but this. So Matt. Yeah, buddy. We've talked about how this movie is set in a Virgin Megastore, and if you go into a Virgin Megastore, which I do not believe they no longer exist, they are gone. All right, R.I.P. Virgin Megastore. Live on in the scenes from Dracula 2000. But if you went into one, you would find yourself overwhelmed by the selection, by the prices, and by the sound and noises and visuals all around you, including music videos by some of your favorite artists projected on the side of of the walls and on the side of the building, including Monster Magnet. And if you're Dragula, who, how long has he been in that coffin, Jenny? It sounds like several hundred years. So Dragula's been in this coffin for like a couple hundred years. A lot of different things have happened. He's catching on as he goes through. He's figuring out how things have changed. He sees some uh, some cars, and I think he goes like, oh, like horses. Like He picks it up pretty quick. He's like, okay, got it. Horses, horses out, cars in. Got it. I'm not... Not gonna lose my shit over here. All right, got it, you guys. But he is standing there at the Virgin Megastore. He looks up, and they are playing the video for Heads Explode, and he just watches it. He watches it for thirty seconds, a minute. We get a lot of this video. He's watching this, and I was like, "Wow, he is." We are watching Dragula watch Monster Magnet. That's all that's happening in this movie right now. We are spending movie real estate on this. This better pay off. And as it finishes one of the choruses, cuts to Dragula, and he goes, brilliant. Wow. I was like, this guy's been asleep for hundreds of years. This might be the first music he's heard ever. And he goes, this is it? Brilliant. Brilliant. You nailed it. And I was like, wow, he really likes Monster Magnet. What could he have connected so much? Then I read these lyrics. Jenny, what's the song about? I mean, sex. (laughs) This song, as far as I can tell, is about hooking up with two sisters and jizzing all over the place. Prime stuff. Jenny. Whoa. I'm whoa, sorry. Whoa, whoa. You whoa, mean whoa, whoa. This song here is all about heads exploding, aka throwing ropes. <laughs> That's oh right. This is how we go about it to make our heads explode all night. Jenny, I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> this song's about jizz. Uh, well. <laughs> At least I know. Yeah. <laughs> At least you know now. At least so you know. I, I got to say, I am worried about a commenter on songmeanings.com. Okay. Um, just their knowledge feels encyclopedic to me, and I hope they're still with us out there. Uh, John Dots says, nobody else thinks it's at least part about topping up to keep the party going all night. By combinations, I thought he meant something like smoking a bit of meth and weed and then dropping a bit of special K when the effects start wearing off. Drop an Aki or two, maybe a trip, then a snort of Coke and some Oxys. That sort of combination. 
John? <laughs> John? All right. Well, first of all, first thing I want to say about John is rest in peace. <laughs> Holy crap, John. Dude. That's watch, watch the Fleetwood Mac behind the music. All right, buddy? Listen to Stevie. All right? You got to call it a day at a certain point. Wow. Ugh. I don't know. I mean, I don't think that's what this song is about. I, I that's like a, a a different type of projection. Normally, be like it's, it's definitely about this girl who dumped me, and this is like it's definitely about this very specific <laughs> sequence and combination of drugs. Like, well, maybe uh, John, are you okay? Are you yeah. okay? Can you we just right? do like three of these? <laughs> John's like, no, no, no. If you really want to get the perfect, you're like, John, your eyeballs are falling out of your head. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, look, it's not like I've never done a bunch of stuff together that you probably shouldn't. But I was like, oh, my God. Jesus, John. Jeez. Ah, John, Bud. Buddy, buddy, I hope you're all right. All right. We got to we got to keep going. We got to keep going. You got to keep moving. Up next, we've got God. Ha- oh, uh, <laughs> up next, we've got Break You Down, Godhead featuring Marilyn Manson. I got a gun in my hand and I feel like a man. I'm a global match and a reshot. I gotta push myself over your goddamn wall. That'll listen to your goddamn Where's Manson coming in? Isn't this Manson now? No. Oh. Well. I mean, I, 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 I thought this was him. So. I mean, it might be. I mean, it. That's Manson. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. There he is. There he is. Look, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say it. The song was not for one Jennifer Sosha. <laughs> uh, I mean it just sounded like like it I mean it just sounded like imitation Manson. It sounded like uh you know, they listened to portrait of american family era manson and they said okay sure and then they were like we can actually get him you know and then they got him and then i initially thought this was all him but then as you pointed out matt he's just at the one part where it sounds like he got him out of bed and he was like hey can you do this and he's like oh yeah yeah 
So, I mean, this is fine. Um, it's got that industrial so- stomp. It just it just reminded me of better Manson songs. So, um, yeah, I believe, Jenny, correct me if I'm wrong, this song plays when Dragula is having sex that is correct somebody okay that is correct with somebody something listen if it's not bolted down dragula he's on it (laughs) he's gonna get it he's on yeah and he can fly he can fly he can can do flips he can turn into a wolf that then when shot turns into bats that's right. I forgot about that somehow. Yeah, that's the, I mean, a lot goes on in this movie, Jenny. A lot goes on. At one point, you're half an hour into the movie. You feel like maybe you know everybody that's in it. You're like, okay, John Lee Miller. He's like new Van Helsing. And Christopher Plummer, he's old Van Helsing. And Dragula's here. But then they cut to this newscaster played by Jerry Ryan. And her cameraman, played by Shane West. And I'm like, well, who, who are these people? And then they spend an extremely long period of time, like, setting up, like, a camera shot. And joking around, being kind of flirty. Like, oh, this could be the make or break. Oh, you know, at one point, Jerry Ryan says, how do my boobs look? He's like, they look great. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen here? But then we get some very inventive work where you f- realize... Dragula does not show up in mirrors in a videotape. Mm. He's invisible to any recording devices. So all you see is just a cut opening on Jerry Ryan's neck. And you're like, what? And then Shane West takes his eye away from the viewfinder and he sees, there it is, Dragula trying to suck her blood. And he's like, hey, man. And she runs away. And then Dragula just, I don't know, beats the crap out of him. And then you get this shot of, like, the camera just showing Shane West just flipping in the air with nobody there. And I remember thinking, oh, that's inventive. That's fun. It's kind of neat. And uh, But then Dragula, you know, kills him. And um, then uh, bites Jerry Ryan. And that's that. She makes a lot of puns about being an undead uh, newscaster. Yeah, yeah. I have a feeling there may have been more to her character in, in, in a longer cut of the movie um, that really cemented that. But yeah, there's just a lot of like, she's like, I'm on TV and now I'm a vampire. And I'm like, lady, stop throwing your resume around. And just bite this guy. What are you doing? <laughs> can, you, can you bite a neck? Can you bite a neck? So, of of the three, so we should mention there. This is a, a t- I've been I was told this is a callback to the original Dracula, which I started to read in um, middle school and could not finish because it was boring as fuck. And uh, I have seen Bram Stoker's Dracula, Francis Ford Coppola's, which uh, I did finish, but also was boring as fuck. And so I don't have a strong memory of everything that goes on in the original Dracula story, but I guess the three hot ladies who like hang out with him is a common trope mm. so he's got three hotties he's got vitamin c who as we mentioned has sex with on the ceiling jerry ryan newscaster 
and kind of we haven't talked about her yet jennifer esposito as uh basically thief yeah she was like a confusing assistant slash thief yeah well if, if anyone is matt are you familiar with jennifer esposito and her body of work i am not Okay, so Jennifer Esposito, I always knew her as as somebody who, um, she was in that early 2000s, uh, she, I feel like I saw her a lot on like the cover of like Maxim and Stuff magazine, but I was like, what movies is this woman in? So is, is she an actress, or is she just like a hot lady? But she is an actress, she's in a bunch of stuff, but she is somebody who I, I put in that category of a, a Mila Kunis, um, or... Um, I'm trying to think of somebody else. Mila Kunis is the other one I always go to, where they are too attractive to be anything but a famous hot person. So when you put them in any job in a movie, you're just like, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. If I look like that, someone would immediately come up and be like, sorry, you can't do you gotta be in movies. You gotta be like a model or something. You can't be doing this job. It doesn't make any sense. You're entirely too hot for it. Jennifer Esposito, I think in 2000, definitely had that. You immediately see her. She's got glasses on, her hair's up, and I was like, something's up. I don't, wait, why would she do that? Doesn't make any sense. And it turns out, it was all a ruse, because she was actually a hot thief. And then she becomes a hot vampire. Hot thief. Hot thief to hot vampire. A real aspirational trajectory. It is, it is. And then she she gets some pretty good scenes, where she is messing with those cops. That's a pretty good scene. Right, right. And she's like swiveling around, making them all unnerving, and then she says some, she says some stuff to him, sets <laughs> him off. Forgot about that. Sets him off. She's just like, yeah, I can see your dick in your pants and all this stuff. And the cops like, and he's like, you can't see me. And she's <laughs> like, um, yeah, I can. And then she busts open a mirror and kills him. Yep. And then so. Dragula rolls in and kills the other guy, and he's like, don't scream. Hemp's dignity. And the guy's like, I gotta scream. I'm scared to death through Dragula. Hmm. Huh. All right. Up next, we've got One Step Closer, Linkin Park. What else can we say about this song? $189. A steal for hybrid theory. I mean, it comes... With an oversized poster. It's too big. If you put it up in your room, your mom's going to walk in. She's going to be like, what is this poster doing on the wall? It's too big for it. And you'd be like, mom, it was only $189 along with, and then you just spread out everything you got on the floor. We're talking four LPs. Four LPs. Five CDs. Three DVDs. Many, three, three DVDs. A cassette tape. A cassette tape. I can't forget about the cassette tape. 80-page book. <sighs> Woo! You just get a lot. You just get a lot. That song's a winner. It's a winner. It's a great one. Um, shockingly, Dracula does not have sex to the song. No, but we'll give him a pass. Old Dusty Bones needs a break. Du- <laughs> uh, 
I, I don't have anything to follow that. <laughs> All right. Up next, we've got Avoid the Light by Pantera. Somebody's dancing with a snake. It's six and a half minutes long. It's the whole story. Yes. So, Matt, you remember last week, Sully Erna was given a preview screening in Scorpion King. And he was like, yeah, I'll give you a song. I'll give you a song. I stand alone. Here he goes. And they gave, he, he turned it in and they said, oh, yeah, this sounds like a hit. This sounds Perfect. like a single. First song. I feel like maybe they went to Pantera and they said, hey, we're making a movie about Dracula in the year 2000. Here's a screening. Hit us with what you got. And Phil and the boys <laughs> came back with something I think a little too, a little too much. And they were like, all right, we'll take it, but we're going to put it in the middle. <laughs> Of the album. I mean, this thing, holy guacamole. These lyrics, full eclipse of ideality, anti Christian and nocturnally alive, undead, buried underneath 2,000 years of histories, yet able to rise, instinctively arise. I mean, this is. Somebody got into the mindset of Dragula hardcore making this thing. Jenny, thoughts on Avoid the Light? I mean, I don't have a lot to add other than <laughs> what a song. What a song. 
made I, me laugh a lot. It's it's really something. Um, Dime is ripping it up. I think the band sounds incredible. Um, I'm glad I heard it. It's a real trip. I don't think it makes sense anywhere but the Dracula 2000 soundtrack. No. <laughs> it should stay here, I think. <laughs> this is its home. It should never leave. And if anybody were to release this song from its <laughs> jewel oh, case crypt, oh, well, don't, don't. <laughs> good thing Virgin Megastores aren't around anymore because that would be a, a plague unto us all. Oh, and we got enough that. to deal I mean, Dracula with. Dracula will watch it and be like, excellent. True. True, true. Um, oh, yeah, Jenny. So I don't know if you're reading from the wiki or from the songs I sent you, but the songs were mislabeled on some of the MP3s for this next one. So yes. what, do, what do you have? I'm reading from the wiki. Perfect. Okay. Uh, up next, we've got Atsigo Undead, Static X. this one before as well indeed this Off is of machine right yes this is on machine i thought this was on uh am i crazy is this not on uh, uh wisconsin this is on machine i thought so it is on at is on wisconsin oh Otsigo undead is on machine and Atsigo oh. Placebo is on the new record. Oh, there's so many Atsigos. Mm-hmm. All Lauren, right. You're crazy. <laughs> I lost Fucking a boy. whole album earlier. <laughs> well, shit. I did not realize this, but yeah, they have a running theme of putting Atsigo on records. Atsigo Electric is on um, uh, Shadow Zone. And Atsigo Amigo is on Start a War. There we go. There we go. Yeah, so this song, I enjoyed this one. It's good. Um, it makes sense why they put it on here. They saw the word undead, and they said, slap it on. Slap it on the soundtrack. This one, I know, actually does not play when Dracula's having sex with somebody. Rare moment. Rare moment of Dracula not doing it. This plays over a scene on the streets of New Orleans during Mardi Gras. Mardi Gras, as we call it here. Mardi Gras. (laughs) (laughs) Show us your boobs. Get some beads here in Mardi Gras. Oh, boy. 
Oh boy. And, you know, yeah. I've never have either one of you ever been to Mardi Gras? No. No. No, that sounds like hell on earth for me. I can't think of a worse place to be. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I would love I have not visited New Orleans and I would love to visit New Orleans not during Mardi Gras, but holy shit, Mardi Gras sounds like a nightmare. I mean, and I'll looked watch- like it in the <sighs> movie I was like, oh no. <laughs> I mean, I will watch movies that ha- take place in Mardi Gras that people are going to. Girls Trip takes place in Mardi Gras. Love it. But it looks like, yeah, never something I'd want to experience. I don't know. There's a thing where there are certain events that you get why they're a thing because of like some greater, uh, greater event that is around it. So it's like, oh, like... You want to go tailgate before a football game. It's like, oh, okay, because then you're going to go to the football game. Like, you you understand what, like, the greater thing is, you know? Um, but, like, Mardi Gras is just, like, you're just going to party in the street. And then there's a parade, maybe? But that doesn't seem to be really part of it. That just seems to be a, just another feature. But, like, I don't understand what, what, what it is. Maybe it's just that, like, my, like, maybe it's just been ruined by the people who just make it seem like it's just, show us your boobs, here's some beads, and there's so much more to it that I don't know. But that's, that's what's given to me by the media. So, yeah. Yeah, I would love to go to New Orleans, but I, I don't need the Bourbon Street experience. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, it doesn't seem great in dracula 2000 it's a lot of yelling for people to show their boobs and then in the middle of that johnny lee miller is running from his for his life from vampires and they are all throughout the crowd this crowd is so fixated on some lady showing her boobs that they don't notice the vampires in their midst so powerful in the year 2000 the mere idea of a lady showing her boobs would distract you from vampires. Incredible. Okay. Simply incredible. You know what? Boobs are powerful. Truly the power of the early 2000s titty watch, man. Everybody was on it, especially if you're at Mardi Gras. And look, you have to be if you're at Mardi Gras. It's unsafe otherwise. Absolutely. All right. Up next, we've got Swan Dive by Head P.E. So we've done this song on the show before. It's from Head P.E.'s album Broke. Pretty good Head P.E. song. 
But what does this have to do with vampires? I don't know. I don't know, buddy. It might be more about the vibe. Okay, go on. Well, I mean, we saw Head B. You Shit. remember what happened in that what, room. <laughs> listen, now that you mention it, you're right. Head PE Live is like basically Dragula walking into Virgin Store. Basically, suddenly, everybody's like making eye contact. Everyone's touching. Everyone's grinding. Everyone's just like, yep, we're in the zone. So, yeah, you're right. I stand corrected. They were going for the, the, the Jared the jarred vibe of just um overwrought sexuality yeah Um, and we had like our equivalent of garlic or cross on which was two midwestern friends (laughs) being (laughs) in a place together being like what's happening around us everyone's Uh, transforming what's going on at this Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, My that was one Great of, yeah. Lakes prudishness. Is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> creating it a bubble was, around me. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, this one, this is where I feel the soundtrack, though, does start to take a turn away from more obvious Dracula action and into just a little more, just like, hey, let's, let's throw some new metal bands on here and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt, any, any thoughts on Swan Dive? I mean, it's it's kind of a ripper. I I like it. Mm. Yeah, this one um, plays over the credits of the uh, of the movie. Um, I think a little too aggressive for our boy Dragula to uh, to get down to, but don't don't count that boy out. Hey. All right. Up next, we got Day by Day by Taproot. <laughs> Taproot. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 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 This one, an exclusive for the old Dracula 2000 soundtrack. You had to, you had to go to this, or if you wanted to hear this song, if you're a hardcore Taproot fan in the year 2000, you're like, I heard about this song called Day by Day. I haven't heard it, but I heard about it. How can I get it? Your friend's going to call up to you and say, you got two options, bro. 
You can pick up the Dracula 2000 soundtrack over at Virgin Records Store. Or you can cop on this airplane and fly to Japan and get the extended Japan version of Gift. Those are your only option if you want to hear this song. And the guy was like, I've always wanted to go to Japan. But have you seen the clientele at a Virgin Records store? Mm-hmm. And the rest is history. Uh, this is fine. Sure. It's a strong taproot song. Oh, yeah. I'll say that much. I mean, that initially when I was listening to it the first time, I was like, what is this scream at the chorus? But then there's a better scream after it. But I was like, why not just have the one good scream instead of the bad scream and the good scream? But listen, I'm not in taproot. I don't know. Mm. They got to make their own decisions, you know? It's true. I don't, I don't know if this song is in the movie or on the I – don't, I don't think this one is in the movie. I don't, I don't remember this one. I, I don't, don't remember, remember this one in the movie. No. I, I don't remember Dracula hooking up, making eye contact, exchanging deets with anybody to this song. So, Jenny, any other thoughts on Day by Day? No. It was just kind of like a whatever end of the soundtrack type deal to me. Yep. We are winding down. That's true. All right. Uh, all right. Up next, we got Malice by Endo. Jenny, we were razzing you a little earlier when you'd completely forgotten about the time we did a whole episode about Slayer. Yeah. When I was listening to this song for do for this episode doing notes, I was like, this is kind of a ripper. Who are these guys again? Oh, we did a whole episode on these guys and this song. So I had uh, kind of forgotten about Endo. Pretty good Rage Against the Machine rip, I got to say. I'm assuming that's what I said on the episode. I do not remember. <laughs> Jenny, thoughts on uh, Malice? Uh, same. Big Rage Against the Machine vibes. I don't remember this in the movie, but somehow I did remember that we talked about Endo. And I don't know how. But... I, I, I looked at Endo's name and I was like, did we do this record? Because I know it's a silverback with that lowercase e. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it but 
while Jenny and I may have been forgetting about some albums that we have done, something I will never forget is when Dracula 2000 decided that Dracula was not just Dracula, but he was someone else in the history of the world. Jenny, tell us about who Dracula is. So it turns out that Dracula is actually Judas. (laughs) That broke me. They give you a whole like uh, montage that's like, see, silver harms them. The coins, see, it's the last, because he says it's the last like sunset I saw that changed me. So they hang him and the sun sets and then he like, I don't know, but they do like this whole like you flash to like a painting of the last supper and it's like, see, see. And I feel, so we have, like, Nathan Fillion uh, plays a character, a father, Catholic priest, in this. And and there's, like, some insinuation. I guess we haven't said that, like, there is a a, a woman in the movie who You're is... Right, we have not mentioned this at all. <laughs> yeah, so this is possibly the main character woman in the movie. Um, turns out that old-ass Van Helsing has been keeping himself alive with leeches that have Dracula blood in it. So he's been injecting himself with this shit. And then apparently he like got married and had a baby, but the baby was like partially Dracula because he'd been injecting himself with that blood. And so this woman, Mary Heller slash Mary Van Helsing is who Dracula is coming after. And apparently her mom was a big old Catholic and she has this whole scene in a confessional where she's like, what did my mother tell you? I can't stop having these dreams. And Nathan Fillion's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just never see him again. But there's like this whole thing. She's like, I, I protested when you said that you wanted to go to like whatever. I don't even know what it's called when you go to like priest school. <laughs> but like, that's not what they said. So it seemed like they had like a thing going we get no follow-up to this at all. Yeah, there's a possibility that that maybe Nathan Villian's character knows her from childhood. And at one point they may have had a relationship, but then he decided to follow the priesthood instead of, you know, not being a priest and hooking up with her. Uh, but that's not in the movie. And... It really just you just have this two scenes where you're just like, oh, Nathan Fillion's in this movie, and then he's he's gone forever. But really, the thing you're just reeling from is the reveal that Dracula is Judas. And there's a line early on where they're like, "What can you tell us about Dracula? Like, what can you tell us about him?" And they're like, "Dude hates Jesus." <laughs> yeah, just well, can't can't stand him. Well, that's why I bring up the Nathan Fillion thing, because, like, you think this would be the opportunity to bring him back, this Catholic priest. Like, you think he'd be somehow involved once this, like, whole revelation about Dracula being Judas. You, that's, like, like, a hey, good opportunity to bring Dracula back old Fillion. 2000, 2,000 years since the betrayal of Christ by Judas. 
he's back on Earth. No one, no one's in the booth. Okay, well, I guess I'll see you guys later. I mean, if this movie had ended with Jesus Christ coming back to fight, G to fight Dragula slash Judas, I didn't hear no bell. <laughs> yeah, in in a in a mano a mano drag out fight. We would not we would not have started this episode with you ever heard of Dracula two thousand? We'd all know about it. <laughs> That's true. Because people would have Yeah. Yeah, there's just like some weird insinuation as well that like Jesus won't let him die and that's why he's unable to be killed. And there's like this whole like very dramatic like the ending of um the character Mary, of course, you know, Mary has to be your name. And she's just like, he will forgive you. He will forgive you. And Dragula's like, no, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but then he fucking dies. But then he does die. Like, That's right. Easily. He just gets like hung on a cross and then he bursts into flames. And I'm like, sun. yeah, yeah. I'm like, hey, old Van Helsing. <laughs> It didn't occur to you to put this motherfucker in the sun? Like, um, also, so, um, Christopher Plummer's in this movie, and I remember thinking, well, he's only going to be in this movie for like five minutes, but he's in it for like an hour, and he looks like shit, but that is intentional because he's been injecting himself with Dracula, Dracula blood. blood. <laughs> and so, yeah, but there's this part where he's like walking through like an airport, and it's just like, he looks bad. Like, I would not have let him, like, board a plane. I'd be like, you, sir, look like you are not doing well. But you know what? Pre-9-11, they just let anybody get on a plane. They didn't give a shit. Like, is this a bag full of leeches? He's like, it's my Dragula blood. Get on. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> deal with Dragula blood. <laughs> I don't well, even know what that means. He hides it in his fancy chessboard. Yeah. And so when um when he finally meets his end... It's a very strange death. It's off screen, but he is a, impaled under a bed. Did I get that right? That's like they what had, it looked like. Like Mary is like, is my dad under there? And then she like is like looking, looking, and then like sees like a stick through a through a bed, and then she's like looks under the bed, and I was like, they didn't think this through. This is not visually anything. Like what do we like? They're like, well, we'll stab him through the chest, and then what? We'll hide him under the bed. <laughs> like, nah, wait, what? Think it through. Think it through. Hmm. Not your greatest moment, Lussier. Just gonna put it out there. Okay, so we've got Jesus three songs. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Three to go. We got this. All right. Up next, Blind World by Flybanger. Matt, 
I will never forget the time that we did Flybanger. We spent a whole evening with these gentlemen. <sighs> this is some real Johnny Rock and Roll shit right here, let me tell you. Oh, much. yeah! Uh, Johnny Rock and Roll, in your experience, have you have you ever encountered any uh, Dragulas? Oh, I've seen some ladies of the night, if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Were, were they vampire ladies or just, uh, just... Oh, they'll suck you dry, if you oh, know what I mean. Oh, oh Johnny Rock and Roll. Uh, <laughs> have a PBR, uh, they're free in the back. Oh, th thank you. Thank you so much. Jenny, has uh, your thoughts changed at all about Flybanger? I don't think so. Okay. For more on Flybanger, you can go back and listen to the episode we did about them. I would just say that what I wrote in my notes was, here we go again. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. wrong. Not wrong. All right. Quick, quick, well, quick cue. Sure. How respectful of our time is this, this incredibly long soundtrack? Well, this soundtrack comes in at 56 minutes and 16 seconds. 15 tracks. Yeah. Six minutes taken up by... Pantera. Hey, yeah. I'm not. I'm not mad about those six minutes. I'm not mad about him. I'm not mad about him. He took us on a journey, and then he keeps taking us on a journey for a while. And listen, how long is Dragula in that coffin? A while. So long. A lot longer than this album. I'm just gonna put it out there. You know what could have kept Dragula company in that What's coffin? That? What's that? Our backlog. <laughs> It would likely take hundreds of years. <laughs> indeed, to indeed. Get it all. If you so, want to listen to all those apps, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. If you are, if you're working at the Carfax Abbey, and you need something to keep Dragula not wanting to leave the coffin, just start from episode one. There you go. Let him go on this journey. Mm -hmm. All right. Up next, we got "Sober" by Half Cocked. I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take uh, two Miller Lights. I'm gonna take uh, two 
PBIs. I'm just need. I'm sorry, you guys. I thought I was in a bar. I thought I was in a bar. Yeah. This song put me in a bar. This song sounds like beer, <laughs> even though it's called sober. Sober. Even though it's called sober, this song sounds like beer. I can taste beer when I hear this song. I can smell cigarette smoke when I hear this song. This song is a bar. For better or for worse. I don't know what it's doing in the soundtrack. But it's just weird. Like this song, yeah, sounds like I'm going to keep the tab open. Jenny, thoughts on Sober? I mean... I think that's true. I think if we had like a, if we had more time in the movie for like a a romp of like all the new lady vampires going around, just having fun, biting people during Mardi Gras, that would have been a good place for this song in the movie. But we didn't have that. That's really, that would have been a good scene. Just them all getting to know each other, you know, because they all seem to be that's the thing i've never been quite understanding of vampires when they get turned is that you know they're vampires they want to suck blood now but it seems like large parts of their personality still exist so they still seem to be themselves in a way but now they're just like gotta suck blood gotta kill people and i gotta work for this guy meet the new boss same as the old boss except this one fucks a lot I, I, there's probably some answers in that giant Dracula book that I'm never going to read. Probably. Matt, Matt, do you have any deep knowledge on, on Dracula or Draculas in general? I never was a big Dracula guy. I mean, I love the Drac like the next guy. but uh, Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never been my... I'm more of a wolfman man myself. <laughs> this does not surprise me, Matt. You have always been just big in just big into the just the changes of the moonlight the changes of the moon the lichens i just love the lichens you do you really love the lichens you always side with them yeah underworld is um just propaganda to me (laughs) you're just like um i know the lichens and they're a lot better than this kate wow yeah i think that's if there's if if the possibility could exist of a dracula 2000 director's cut where we get the the vampire ladies extra minutes bring it to an even two hours and just showing the ladies romping around mardi gras goofing around to this song i wouldn't be mad about it i still think you need to just reshoot the ending and have jesus come back that'd be so nuts who would you cast as jesus jenny thinking 2000 Mm. jesus in 2000 Jim Caviezel. Duh. <laughs> Too easy. Uh, I, you know what? I, you know what? You're not wrong. That's really the way to go. Jim Caviezel duking it out. The young Gerard Butler. In, in during Mardi Gras. Yeah, I think it'd be. I think it'd be killer. They blew it. Could have been. Could have been something else. I can't believe it, you guys. But we're on the last song. We sure are. And the last song is Your Disease by Saliva. (laughs) 
Well, we have talked about this song before. We have. I gotta say that I don't remember how I felt. I felt like I was a bit of a saliva defender when we did them on the show. But I have to say that when this song came on on my first listen, I was driving around listening to the album. And I did not know that the song was coming. And when it happened, I remember thinking, what does this have to do with vampires? Second of all, get this out of here. I was just not in the mood for it. And I thought maybe I'm just that day in the car in that moment i was not in the mood but every other listen i was like no absolutely not every single time i was displeased to hear this song and by the third listen i hated it and so right now i i hate this song <laughs> i get that i uh i just did i not, didn't I mean, need three yeah. listens to not like that song <laughs> Well, I'm 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 dedicated to the show and I'm dedicated to our listeners. And so I did listen to this song three times on every go through just to see and and yeah, it just I hated it more every time. I I don't know if it's the actual song or just the fact that I just don't know what it's doing on the soundtrack. I do not believe the song is in the movie. I do not believe the Dracula has <laughs> sex while listening to this song. I I, no. I mean, no this way. This doesn't sing like it seemed like it would make Dracula's sex playlist. Absolutely not absolutely not so i am um, yeah truly baffled by this one not happy that it's here what a way to send us off all right i guess this once again feels like they were like somebody was like 15 and they were like sure they could have ended on half cocked honestly honestly they could have ended on swan dive so put that out there. So, yeah, Jenny, any thoughts on saliva? It didn't make sense to me in the same ways it didn't make sense to you. And I thought it was a really funny song to end the whole soundtrack on. Like, I guess I'm just used to, like, going out on a slow boy, and we didn't do that here. And yeah. also, I remember the video for this song and how fucking gross the singer's <laughs> saliva is. <laughs> I was so I was forced to go back there, and I was like, Mm-mm. Mm. "It's interesting the things that our memory kept and the things that our memory tossed away." It's, it's ne- it seems almost arbitrary in a lot of ways. Like, True. why would you keep that, and why would you toss that? I don't know. Yeah. So, and uh, and that's it. That's the Dracula 2000 soundtrack. And uh, now it's the part of the show where we talk about cannon talk. I'll I guess the fuse on that grenade had a little bit longer this Wow. Oh well. Um. I uh. This is a strange soundtrack that seems to be following a vibe up to a certain point, but then it gives up the last five songs. It's not a bad experience. Definitely gets weird at times. A couple great songs on it, but they're from other albums. So nothing essential, nothing for the canon. The movie, I had a good the time. The movie. The movie, I had a good time. I, I will say that when it started... I was like, we are cutting way too much. Why are we here? Who are these people? There are so many. But once it settles down, 
And once you realize that the movie does not really have a main character beyond Dragula, you're fine. And you're just going to roll with it. And you're just going to enjoy the easy decapitations, the the nonstop boning from Dragula. Hmm. And... Um, yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have a fun time with it. You're gonna have a fun time with it. Jenny, thoughts on soundtrack and film? I agree. Nothing essential that's not already in the canon. I had a fantastic time watching this dumbass movie. I love a dumb vampire movie. This one did not disappoint. The Virgin Megastore thing, for some reason, just really put me over the edge. <laughs> that was the detail that I loved most of all. But yeah. That's where I am with that. Matt, I agree with the soundtrack. The soundtrack is weird because it's almost something that you would say could be used as a primer to kind of get you in a new metal mood, but then it kind of gets lost in a sea of third rate and butt in the last third or quarter of it. And it's not as strong. I think it has a real strong first half. Like, whoa. And I, I think you're right. I mean, if you cut it after Swan Dive, or even Day by Day isn't a bad go out, and then just cut four songs so you have 11 or 12. But this is such a 90s, 2000 move of like, this CD can hold more information, so let's just put it on there. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. I'd ha- I'd rather have a lot of, a little quality than a lot of lot. Indeed. I, I think the movie needs to go in the junk drawer or something because it's just a perfect little time capsule. I mean, I'm, I know I haven't finished it, but boy, I'm, I'm enamored with this thing. I mean, it has a lot to recommend as, as Jenny said, you know, so much of it is set in the Virgin Megastore, which is where, where it's gone now, you know? It's a time capsule to a time yeah. in which you could go to the record store. I mean, Jenny, you used to work at a record store. I did. And so did you, Matt. And so I'm sure oh, yeah. you, you saw these scenes of Dragula walking into the record store and being greeted by nothing but wall-to-wall hotties and going, it's like I'm back at work again. Uh, I can promise you the clientele at record time when I was working there was... Nothing, nothing but naughties. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it really, it really does hype up the, the the clientele there. I, I, I love the idea that somebody was like, maybe like, well, should we have like a dude? And they were like, no, no dudes shop at the Virgin Megastore in, in, uh, in New Orleans. But uh, you know what? I think I think Matt's made a good point. Jenny, what do you think? Oh yeah. I have no objections tossing that into the junk drawer. All right. There you have it. Going into the new metal junk drawer, Dracula 2000, the film. Put that in parentheses. There you have it. Another one for the junk drawer. And another episode down, three down for new movie month. How are we feeling, everybody? I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm having a great time. All right. Next week, well, it's another hot one. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. New Movie Month continues next week. Another movie, another soundtrack. We're going to get all into it. 
And that is indeed the end of our episode. Thank you so much for listening. Keep on saying hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. Send your recs. Send your thoughts. Bug us. We love to hear from you. Until next time, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I cannot take this anymore. Saying everything I said before.